the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. Just as God created the earth, he created heaven. We already know how majestic the earth is because God allowed us to see it. Even with all of its problems, because of sin, the breathtaking beauty of earth is undeniable. In our finite minds, we cannot imagine the splendor of heaven, even though we know it exists. As Pastor Rander speaks to us today on the magnificence of heaven, have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to record what awaits the children of God when we get there. Turn with us uh, to the book of Revelation, uh, cha- chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. A couple of Sundays ago, uh, we took up the subject of, um, of heaven, and uh, we want to revisit that great subject um, once again this morning. Uh, Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 8, and there you will find the following words. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And all God's children said, heaven. I want to preach on heaven, part two. How many of you saved that you know you're saved and all the demons in hell can't make you doubt the validity of your salvation? If you're not uh, sure about that, then we want you to, uh, to settle up with God by the end of this message. But if you're saved and know you're saved, then you're on your way to where? Heaven. He- say heaven. Heaven. Um, we're on our way to heaven. And since we're on our way to heaven and that's our future home, then we uh, should know something about that glorious home that God has prepared for us. And with that being said, why is heaven such a beautiful, indescribable, and incomprehensible place? Uh, I'll just review slightly and move forward from there. 
uh, since last time. Why is heaven such a beautiful, indescribable, and incomprehensible place? Well, heaven is beautiful, indescribable, and incomprehensible because all things are made new. Number one, all things are made new. Look at verse 1 8. It says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. My friends, we cannot comprehend being in a place where absolutely nothing is outdated. Absolutely nothing is unusable. Nothing is obsolete. Nothing in heaven malfunctions. You ever bought something and you had to take it back because it just didn't work? Throughout the eternal ages, there will be nothing that is out of order, obsolete, unusable, worn, or outdated. Throughout eternity, eternity, nothing ages. In other words, everything is as new in heaven as when it was first created. Isn't that, that's a staggering thought. Nothing wears out. A hundred million years later, whatever's there is is as new as it was when it was first created. Uh, verse 1b says, also there was no more sea. The sea occupies most, most of the earth's surface today. As a matter of fact, approximately three-fourths of the total surface of the earth is water. And John sees in this vision, as John is in this uh, vision, uh, he is exiled and excluded on the Isle of Patmos. He's separated from civilization. Uh, the sea in this text represents storms of life. It represents devastation. The sea represents destruction and isolation. And John was isolated. And, and what an amazing thought that there would be no more sea to separate the nations of the world as God's people live in total peace and unity with him without the calamities of life. There is no more sea. No more difficulties, no more trials, no more tribulations. Uh, we'll be done with the troubles of the world when we go to heaven. Amen? That's what makes heaven so appealing. Uh, uh, why is heaven so beautiful, indescribable, incomprehensible? Number two, the bridegroom, who is Jesus Christ, will present his bride, the church, to her brand new home. The bridegroom, who is Jesus Christ, will present his bride, the church, to her brand new home. In verse 2, it says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. In other words, now the time has come for the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, to bring heaven down and present his home, the home he has prepared to his beautiful bride, the church. You say, where's God now? He, where's Jesus now? He's in heaven and he's preparing a place for us, his church, the bride. Uh, John 14, 2 and 3 says, In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. God is in heaven now preparing a place for his bride, the church of the living God. And as God is preparing a place for us, we down here ought to be preparing even now in the preparation room to meet the bridegroom who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? What makes heaven so spectacular is that heaven is a place where God will, will live, actually live in the midst of his people. 
God will actually live in the midst of his people. That, that's what make heaven heaven. Look at verse 3. It says, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. My friends, what makes heaven so special is that our relationship with Jesus Christ will transcend all other relationship, which includes your, your mother and your father. Oh, when I get to heaven, you hear me saying, I want to see mama and I want to see daddy. That's great. I want to see my sister. I want to see my brother. That's great. I want to see children that have gone on before me. I want to see aunts and uncles and cousins. I want to see Abraham, Isaac, Moses, uh, Jacob, Luke, John, and all the patriarchs and all the people in the Bible who are with the Lord. But we cannot fathom laughing and conversing and fellowshipping with the risen Christ himself. Jesus Christ transcends any other relationship. Jesus Christ transcends any other relationship. Sure, I want to see mom and dad and brothers, sisters and all those things. But when I see Jesus, I'm going to say amen. When I see the one who died for me, when I see, when I see those nail prints uh, that, 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 that he received at Calvary, I'll be able to do like Thomas, and I'll be able to touch those prints just like Thomas did uh, over 2,000 years ago. Being in what makes heaven heaven is that we will actually literally see and be with Jesus, laughing with him, enjoying him, touching him, being in absolute perfect relationship with him. That's what makes heaven heaven. What makes heaven heaven? Number four, heaven is so blissful because it is a place where God will wipe every tear from the eyes of his children. God will wipe every tear from the eyes of his children. Look at verse four. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have, what, passed away. My friends, it is difficult to comprehend a place where there are no tears. Can you imagine? That makes heaven, heaven, no tears. We won't have, we won't cry anymore. There'll be no more grief, no more sorrow. You will not have any more emotional pain, physical pain. Uh, 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 and death, and no more death. All these experiences of, of, of doing our earthly life will pass away. It is absolutely incomprehensible to think that there will be absolutely nothing to grieve our hearts, nothing to cause us sorrow. No more hurricanes, no more tornadoes, no more earthquakes, no more floods, no more fires, no more droughts. Y'all, that's heaven. No more emotional and physical pain. No more abuse. No more suffering. No more arthritis. No more headaches. No more migraines. Uh, no, no, no more high blood pressure. No more needles. No more division. No more fussing. No more arguing. No more cussing. No more drugs. No more hate. No more racism. No more bitterness. No more burdens. No more heartaches and trials and tribulations. No more sickness and no more disease. Why don't y'all say Amen. Man, that ought to stir your heart and say, wow! It is impossible to imagine life on earth without problems. In fact, life on earth compels us to prepare for them because we know they will come. God's Word tells us so. However, if we endure to the end of our lives on earth through the application of and obedience to His Word, 
we will be free of the trials and tribulations of this life and rewarded with eternal life with our Lord and Savior. The former things shall be no more, nor will we remember them. Listen as God uses Pastor Randall to share this inexplicable truth. Wow, there will be no need for doctors, no need for nurses, no need for hospitals. We will have new glorified bodies that will be like our Lord's body in his post-resurrection appearances uh, that will be be absolutely free of any physical infirmities. There will be no more aging. You don't have to ask anybody, how old are you anymore? No more, and some of y'all don't want to hide your age and not tell your age and want to pretend you talking about I'm 30 and holding. No, you not. You won't have to lie anymore. You won't have to say I'm 30 and I'm holding and I'm 40 and I'm holding. Nothing to hold on to because we'll be in heaven, which is ageless. Why don't you say amen? No more dying. No more death. No more death of parents, no more death of children, no, no more abortion. And how sweet it is to know that death itself will be done away with. There will be no more memorial or graveside services, no more funeral processions, no more cemeteries, no more funeral homes. All these things will pass away. How, how wonderful it is to know that the former things have passed away. Beloved, just this alone should make you homesick for heaven. Isaiah 25 and 8 says he will swallow up death forever and the Lord God will wipe away tears from the scripture says all faces there will not be a tear on a face in heaven the rebuke of his people he will take away from the from all the earth for the Lord has spoken. Well, you say, well, what about loved one who has gone, who, who went to hell, didn't trust Jesus Christ? Let me tell you, that will be cut off and you won't even have the capacity to grieve them. All the, you know what makes heaven heaven? All the hurts and wrongs and the atrocities that happened to you in your lifetime, you won't even have the capacity to bring it up. That's, a, that's you know how you hold on to stuff since 1932 and won't let it go? But you know what? All that will be passed away and you won't even have the ability to to recall all the unfortunate things that happened to you in your former life. I tell you what, that makes me want to go right now. If you're not saved today, you need to get saved because heaven is someplace. What makes heaven heaven? Number five, heaven is a place where the very person and words of Christ are eternally true and faithful. Heaven is a place where the very person and words of Christ are eternally true and faithful. In verse 5 it says, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and what? Faithful. In other words, whatever God says will happen, will happen. Every promise that God spoke now has been fulfilled and heaven will be a place without broken promises. Heaven will be a place without deception, without schemes, and without lies. Listen to this. This is staggering. Every word spoken by God and his people is absolutely pure and undefiled. All conversations are perfectly healthy. All conversations are perfectly wholesome. And all conversations are without ill motive. Now that, I mean, that's staggering. That's heaven, you all. 
What makes heaven so beautiful, wonderful, fantastic? You see, uh, number six, heaven is a place of spiritual blessing, refreshment, and satisfaction. Heaven is a place of spiritual blessing, refreshment, and satisfaction. Look at verse six. And, said, and he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Let me tell you something. When, when God refers to himself as Alpha and Omega, these are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. And he is saying that he is the beginning and the end. He is Jesus Christ, my friends, is the first and the last. And when Jesus says it is done, what does it mean when he says it is done? It means that the salvation of God's saints and the destruction of God's enemies are both complete. When he says it is done, here's what it means. It means that the salvation of God's saints and the, destructions of all, and the destruction of all God's enemies are both complete. And he says it is done. In Revelation 22, 13, he says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. In other words, there will be no need to look in the future because what was prophesied about the future has now come. You said, what does that mean? In other words, you will always exist now in eternity present. You will never say tomorrow, I will. Can you imagine that? Y'all think about that. You will never say tomorrow, I will. You'll forever be in eternity present. Heaven is a place where we will carry out our God-given assignments and enjoy our spiritual blessings and refreshments. Saints will only thirst for the things of God and will find total satisfaction in Christ as we experience the fullness of God's presence, the fullness of God's glory, and the abundant life because of being with God. In other words, our being with Christ will be so completely fulfilling that it will eclipse every desire that you ever had in this form of life. Just imagine whatever it, whatever is the most pleasurable thing you experience on earth, whatever that is, you know, there's some things you really like down here, right? And there's some things you, you like that y'all not be liking. <clears throat> You know, whatever that is, it could be a massage, it could be on a cruise, or it could be hanging with your buddies, it could be with your uh, a family reunion. I don't know what that is. It could be eating some cornbread and collard greens. But but whatever, it could be the, uh, the watching the Spurs head toward the championship or whatever that is. But let me tell you something, being with Jesus will eclipse all of that and whatever you long for on this side will pale in comparison to being with Jesus. That's all. That's all staggering thoughts. His, listen to this. His very presence will totally dissipate any other wants, needs, and desires that you could ever have. Can you imagine that? Let me say that again in case you didn't get it. His very presence, being in the very presence of Almighty God will cause any wants and desires to dissipate because of being in his presence, because Jesus Christ totally satisfies, totally satisfied, totally satisfied. Some of you, you can have money and not be satisfied. That's right. Some of you have good jobs and not satisfied. You got nice clothes and not satisfied. Closet full of stuff, not satisfied. 
you, you're grown, you, 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 you live long enough to see your children's children, you're not satisfied. Being with heaven, you won't ever be negative in heaven. You will be perfectly, totally, forever satisfied. There is absolutely no grumbling in heaven. Now that makes heaven heaven. No complaining in heaven. Why is heaven so fantastic, beautiful, wonderful? Number seven, heaven is a place where we receive our inheritance from God. Heaven is a place where we receive our inheritance from God. Verse 7, he who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. In other words, because we have overcome the world, we have overcome the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We've overcome by the grace of God, the power of God, the spirit of God. We've overcome sin. We've overcome death and even the devil. We have overcome by the victorious blood of the Lamb of God. We've, we're overcome because of being in Christ. Revelation 2, 7 says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. In heaven, wonderful, you can eat and not gain calories. You can eat and not worry about weight watches. That's right. You'll, you'll never have the ability to gain weight or lose weight. You'll never have reflux or indigestion. You won't eat because you're hungry. You'll eat for sheer joy. Sheer joy. Oh, that, that is uh, heaven's bread, heaven's food. Eating, at, uh, and you're, 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 you're not eating because you're even hungry. You're, you're eating for just sheer pleasure and enjoyment to the glory of God, but yet without gluttony. <laughs> what makes heaven heaven? Listen to this. Now, all that was reviewed. And it was a lot more I said, but I skipped a whole lot to get here. Amen? Now, here's the new insights for living. Just want to catch you up and remind you where we were. Uh, number eight, heaven is a wonderful place because of the exclusion of evil. Now, that's a staggering thought. Heaven is a wonderful place because of the exclusion of evil. Who will not be in heaven? Who will not be in heaven? Isn't that a legitimate question? Who will not be in heaven? Verse 8 says it clearly. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let's break this down so you can really understand who will not be there. I'm going to break each one of the words down in this verse so you'll know who will not be there. And I'll give you some other related scriptures in addition to these scriptures to, to let you know just who's not going to be in heaven. You ready? Number one, but the cowardly, the cowardly, underline cowardly, the cowardly, say cowardly. Those who do not confess Christ because they Fear what others might say. You see, they fear being identified with Christ. They fear being identified with the church. They fear taking a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, those who do not confess Christ because of fear of what others might say. They fear being identified with Christ and his church. They fear taking a stand for Christ. Matthew 10, 32 through 33 says, you just jot it down, jot the scripture down and I'll read it. 
Matthew 10, 32 and 33, it says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me, say denies me. Whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. That's why you don't want to deny Jesus. That's why you don't want to be ashamed of him. Because if you are ashamed of him, then he's going to deny you. The cowardly will not be in heaven. God needs some courageous soldiers who are willing to stand, fight, watch, and pray until Jesus comes. Number two, who will not be there? The unbelieving. Underline unbelieving. Those who refuse to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and Savior of the world. The unbelieving are those who refuse to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and Savior of the world. The Gospel of John chapter 3 verse 18 says, He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten of the Son. All who reject Jesus, all who disown Jesus, all who fight to take Jesus out of the marketplace, don't want Jesus in the school, don't want prayer in the school, don't want Jesus mentioning at the end of a prayer, all of those persons will not inherit the kingdom of God. Who will not be there? Number three, the abominable. Say abominable. When last time you said abominable? Say it again. Abominable. Say it again. That's a real word, you all. Who are abominable? Those who are polluted. Those who are corrupt. You know who the, the abominable are? Those who are inventors of evil things. They are the inventors of evil things. They contrive, they, they conspire, and uh, they, they plan and strategize, scheme evil. You know who the abominable are those who rejoice in iniquity. They reject Christ and his words. These are the abominable. Proverbs 15, 9 says, the way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. God is real. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God himself will live among his children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist. Nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Palmverse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.